0: welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw. Today's topic is the COVID-19 pandemic and how this situation proves the Bible is true on addiction. We're in the middle of my first ever pandemic, and there's a domino effect happening that really proves a biblical approach to addiction is true. There are no large group gatherings. That means sporting events have been canceled. And that means that there's no gambling on those canceled sporting events. So what is Vegas doing? What is a gambler to do right now when there's no sports to gamble on? Well, I'm going to show you in just a minute. I want to start in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. In the English Standard Version, it says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. In the New American Standard, it says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Guard your heart. In other words, watch your heart, because your heart is what you have to guard against following. The Bible never tells us to follow our heart, but to guard our heart, to keep our heart, to direct our heart in the way it should go. And the problem with addiction is one that resides in the heart of a person. So many people think that addiction is a disease and that it is some kind of mythical thing, this disease that seizes a person and Leads them, etc., etc. <clears throat> but the Bible doesn't say that at all. The Bible teaches us that our heart is the problem, our flesh is the problem. Proverbs 3 5 through 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So that's what I want to look at today is during this pandemic where there's a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty, regular life has changed in so many ways for so many people. Really, it's been universal, a universal loss. People have been dealing with this pandemic everywhere. That's what a pandemic is. It's a worldwide event. And so people around the world have had to quarantine, they've had to mitigate, they've had to stay at home, they can't go into work, they can't do what they normally do, and it's disrupted their routines, it's disrupted how they even gain food. For some of them, they've lost jobs and they have been um, just relegated to the unemployment line, at least in the United States. It's very sad what's going on. So we're all hoping to return back to normal, a new normal after this crisis. But during this time, I want to illustrate how this pandemic is proving the Bible to be true. Now, I believe that the Bible teaches us addiction resides within the heart desires of all persons. Anyone can be an addict because addiction's not some specialized disease, theoretical disease, that's only found in some people. No, potentially addiction is found in all of us because of something the Bible calls our flesh. Our flesh is what contains our heart desires, our motives, and any of us can be addicted to anything that we find pleasure in, that we run to for a distraction, Galatians five sixteen through 23 is a long passage, but it reveals some important truths for Christians to understand how they can live in the flesh or in the spirit, but how the two of those things, the flesh and the spirit, are opposed to each other, and they produce opposite results. And obviously, an unbeliever has to live in the flesh. They don't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but a Christian has both. The Christian has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to enable them to live a different way than in their fleshly desires, and the Bible speaks to that in Galatians 5, verses 16 through 23, which I'll read now, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. I actually read through verse 25 there. But did you notice that drunkenness and idolatry are on this list of works produced from living according to the flesh's desires that proceed out of the heart? Let me say that again. All of those lists that we saw in The end of verse 18 through verse 21, that list of things like drunkenness and idolatry are works produced from living according to the flesh's desires. And all of that is proceeding out of the heart. Mark chapter 7, verse 20, Jesus said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. So it's out of this heart this that these springs of life flow, but if you are Living in darkness and desiring to follow your flesh, instead of springs of life, it'll be springs of death that flow out of your heart desires, if you follow those. But the Holy Spirit enables the Christian to crucify the flesh, to kill it violently, put it to death with its passions and desires, if we live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit we won't gratify the desires of the flesh. So if you notice all of these things, all these sorts of evils that are listed in verses 18 through 21 of Galatians 5, gambling isn't on that list. But I want to talk a little bit about gambling because, I mean, it is just simply a tool that an idolater uses to carve out their idol of self. I teach this more in Isaiah 44, 9 through 20, uh, but gambling, drug addiction, uh, sexual sin, any anything that anyone does as an addiction, as the world would call it, and a lot of those things on this list could fit into that. Any of these things are simply tools that an idolater uses to carve out their idol of self. I don't have time to read the whole thing, but I just love Isaiah 44. Starting in verse 9, All who fashion idols are nothing, and the things they delight in do not profit. Jumping down to verse 12, The ironsmith takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with a strong arm. So he's taking this cutting tool and he's creating uh, the idol that he wants to make. And he talks about, he marks it out with a pencil and he shapes it into the figure of a man, says verse 13 of Isaiah 44, with the beauty of a man to dwell in a house. So he shapes it into the figure of a man. Well, that's what addiction is. It is the use of a tool to shape the idol of self and it's all about self. Anytime you're addicted, it's all about self. And so gambling is simply one tool that a person uses to carve out the idol of self. So I think gambling fits fine with idolatry on this list in Galatians 5, verses 18 through 21 in the middle there. Uh, Jealousy, envy, things like these, I mean, any of those could could fit for gambling. Well, that's not how the world views addiction. The Mayo Clinic describes a gambling disorder as compulsive gambling. They didn't use the word explicitly, the word disease. They didn't use the word disease explicitly, but they use words like remission, compulsive, treatment. And they very much think at a secular disease concept mindset over at the Mayo Clinic. But the Bible treats gambling in a very different way because it's a product of the desires of the heart. And so what you see a lot of times in counseling, I see this quite often, when i counseling someone who is struggling with gambling addiction, they stop gambling, but guess what they start doing? They start drinking alcohol excessively. They stop doing that. They start looking at pornography excessively. Any pornography is bad, but they start looking at it in such a way, and and um, that it would become categorically like an addiction. And so people drop one tool, gambling, to turn to another tool, alcohol, to turn to a third tool, pornography to drop that, to go to a fourth tool, a fifth tool, the human heart can find any tool it wants to use for addictive pleasures. Well, that leads us to the point of this entire podcast. The human heart has found another thing on which to uh, use for gambling as a tool. And that thing, believe it or not, is weather. You can gamble on the weather. Kind of remarkable, isn't it? There are online gambling.com is one website. Uh, There are places that that, uh, other places that talk about this. That's one that I went to, but betonweather.io is in beta testing and shooting for the lofty goal of trying to help people to bet on their weather. It has a tagline on this website that says, beat your local meteorologist, make money. Well, how many of us have ever wanted to to say, I'm, I know better how the weather's going to be than my local meteorologist? I mean, that's a pretty common thought and a prideful thought by by those of us who are amateur weather weather persons, but we love the weather. Well, this website has is trying to help people to bet on the weather, and so uh, even in places like Las Vegas, they are considering, or maybe even doing it by now, doing this kind of thing during the pandemic where there are no sports, the alternative is, well, here's something that won't go away anytime soon. Let's bet on what the temperature will be in Phoenix or in Houston. Or in Des Moines, Iowa, or wherever. Let's bet on that. And it just goes to show you how completely driven by our human hearts we all can be. So sports aren't the problem. Gambling's not the problem. The problem with addiction, it resides within the human heart. Specifically in First John 2:16. There are three core heart issues that plague every person. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the human heart will find anything to gamble upon, and whether it's just the latest trend, but there will always be others. And <clears throat> as I as I thought about this, I just thought this proves that the biblical approach To addiction is true. It is a human heart problem. You can take away all of the sports in the world and people are going to find a way to gamble. You take away all of the alcohol in the world and people are going to find a way to abuse another substance. Uh, Kids abuse glue and freon and different uh, paint thinners and different things that shouldn't be digested they look for those things to, to digest that will make them high. Some people even drink an abundance of water to get a high. So the human heart is the problem here, not all these so-called addictive substances. Any addiction offers the addictive person a distraction from the fallen world around them. Similar to Proverbs 23, verse 35, which says, They struck me, you will say, but I was not hurt. They beat me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake? I must have another drink. The concept here is that alcohol offers a safe place where pain can be ignored, at least temporarily. And addictions of all types offer this safe place for the addict. Betting upon the weather is just another way to distract the often brilliant addicted mind, it gives them something to focus on. One Weather Gambler was quoted in this article. The article that I'm referencing is OnlineGambling.com. It was written back in March. But this gambler was quoted as saying this, and it's very sad to read this, but this is what they said. It lets me come home from work, talking about betting on the weather. It lets me come home from work and have something to watch, something to pay attention to, he said. Without that, there's a void in my life. Well, there you have it. It gives them something to distract themselves with, to bring a little levity into the situation of a global pandemic. That's what the world is looking for, a distraction, something else to pay attention to. And yet, the biblical approach to addiction is to help the addict to get grounded in the truth of God's Word, which you can read all the time and never exhaust, never come to an attainable knowledge. I mean, you'll know some things, but you can always grow and learn more. And then, living with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you enables a disciplined lifestyle that leads to transformation for the idolater. So, they're beginning to choose to pursue something that is eternal and meaningful, helping other people rather than pursuing their heart desires, which may increase costs in terms of their finances, their relationships, the time they spend thinking about and researching the weather or their favorite sports teams when sports do come back, if they come back. Uh, All of this is. Uh, very futile, and empty living. But God wants more for the transforming, addicted person. He wants a new purpose. He wants a new identity that this person can see that they can use these brilliant gifts and these abilities that they've been given by God to benefit other people and to do so for the glory of God. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Join us next time.